taking pictures of me. And I'm like, what is going on? And then I realized it's because I have a suit on today. And everybody's like, well, take your pictures because this doesn't happen very often that you actually see me in a suit. I actually only owned one suit. And Asher one day decided in our laundry room that he would climb up on the washer and dryer and go through the cabinets up there and he spilt the bleach. And my suit happened to be hanging below the cabinet. And guess what? All the bleach went on. All my suits. And so, so I actually had to go out this weekend and go buy a new suit um, for, for this week. But uh, so we're going to be talking about being peacemakers and what does peace look like this morning. And in our household, that wasn't a peaceful day. You know, in our household, we weren't representing being peacemakers very well. Uh, you know, when we think about what peace means and what, is it, what does it look like to be peacemakers and those things, um, you know, I have five little bitty children. My household is the opposite of what you think of peace in a household is because I have five little bitty children and there are days that we just go, there is no such thing as peace on this earth. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody ever feel that way? Um, we definitely do in our household. Today we're going to be in Matthew chapter 5 verse 9. Matthew chapter 5 verse 9. And we've been looking through the Beatitudes. And as we look through the Beatitudes and all of the steps of the Beatitudes, sometimes it's easy to just go, well, wouldn't it be nice to be that kind of person? Wouldn't it be nice to have all of these attributes? Wouldn't it be nice to have all of these characteristics of what the Beatitudes lay out for us? But the thing about it is, is we get to see the character of God, the character of Christ through the Beatitudes. We see who He is, and it's an example to us of who we should be. So when people are looking at us and we are judging fruit from one another on our, and where we are in our Christianity or where we are in our spiritual walk with God, they should see each one of these things in us and through us. It's not just a thing of, oh, wouldn't that be nice to one day strive for being like this? No, it is who we are called to be. It's not a secondary thing for us in our lives. This is who God has called us to be and live out. And that's how others will know us is through the love that we have for one another and through the way that we live and the example that we are of who Christ already is in us. So when we look at Matthew chapter 5, verse 9, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons or children of God. Now, are we all children of God on this earth? We are not. Only believers, only those who are adopted into the household, the home, to the family of God are the children of God. Before that, we were actually enemies of God. It wasn't a thing that, oh, everybody belongs to God. We are all his creation, and that is true. But it's not until we have a relationship with Jesus Christ that we become children of God. And this, this beatitude where it says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God or children of God. Well, what does that mean? What does that look like? Who was the ultimate prince of peace? Christ. The Bible refers to Jesus as the Prince of Peace. And he's saying, blessed are the peacemakers because when you are a peacemaker, people will know you as a son of God. People will know you as a child of God because they see Christ in you because you are a peacemaker. You know, we live in a world that 
Peace is a big thing, isn't it? Everybody wants world peace. You know, every president is going to bring about peace, right? You know, everybody's going to bring about peace in the Middle East. Everybody's going to bring about peace around the world. If we could only do this and everybody's going to fix racism and everybody's going to fix all of the struggles that we deal with that create dissension in our culture and in our society. But as believers, we will never, ever, ever take for granted the Word of God. We will never set that aside out of seeking peace. And that's a hard thing to rationalize within ourselves when we look at what does it mean to be a peacemaker? The world wants to say, just be tolerant of everybody. The world wants to say, well, just get on board with what everybody else is doing, and that makes you a peacemaker. Just be quiet and go along with the flow and let us tell you what it's supposed to look like and let us tell you what it's supposed to be. And that's what being a peacemaker looks like. And that's the world's version of being a peacemaker. But that's not who Christ was, is it? We see in Scripture, all throughout Scripture, Christ at times, we would go, is that really being a peacemaker when he fashioned a whip and ran people out of the temple? Is that really being a peacemaker when he confronted some of the Pharisees at times or when he did other things of that nature? He's the prince of peace. And so what does it mean? What does it look like to be a peacemaker? Well, first off, it means that we stand on the values of God's word and righteousness. We never ever bow down to those things. Being a peacemaker, as we saw on the video, sometimes will cost you your life. When we saw Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King called for peace. He was a peacemaker in our culture. Some would say that he was divisive and all of those things. But what the one thing that he said would unite us was not that we were all going to get on the same page and racism would disappear, is it? No, it's the gospel of Jesus Christ. That when we came together under one unified body in Jesus Christ, that's what would unite us. That is what would bring us together. And all throughout history, Stephen was martyred. He was stoned because he stood on the truth of who Jesus Christ is, and he did not bow down to that. When everybody around him was saying, no, that's not all that it is. He stood on that. So sometimes, sometimes being a peacemaker may cost us greatly. It's not always this idea of everybody lives in harmony and everybody is great and everybody is good. No, sometimes being a peacemaker means standing on truth. And sometimes truth isn't always the most popular thing that we have. But blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. I want us to just let that sink in. As believers in this room, would, do people know us in this way? As believers in this room, do people see us and go, look, they, they are peacemakers. They are people who stand on righteousness. They are people who stand on the truths of God's word, and yet they try to reconcile us to God. They reconcile relationships. They reconcile others to one another. They are peacemakers. Are we known as peacemakers, or are we known as people who cause create dissension? Are we known as people who are always stirring the pot just to, just to create problems amongst other people? 
Are we known as peacemakers? Now, some people just kind of giggled out loud when I said, are we people known for stirring the pot? Because that's what everybody says about me. They're always like, Scott's always stirring the pot. Because I like to go and just say a little comment and then move on, you know, and then let, let all those people work it out. Um, you know, and so, so that, I, for some reason, it's really funny to me. Um, everybody else is going, it's not funny, Scott, stop it. Um, but, <laughs> but, but what does it look like to be a peacemaker? Peacemakers seek to reconcile people with God. Think about that for a moment. Peacemakers seek to reconcile people to God. How do we do that? We share the gospel. We share the love of Jesus Christ so that others can come to know who Jesus Christ is. We understand that peace on this earth will never exist, correct? The only peace that we will ever have on this earth is through Jesus Christ. When we live in Him, that's where we understand what peace is and what peace looks like. And so our first desire is to reconcile people to a holy God. The second thing that we desire to do as peacemakers is we desire to reconcile people to people. So I want us to look at a scripture in Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter four, we're gonna look at verse two and three. And it says, I plead with Iodias and I plead with Sintashi to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my coworkers whose names are in the book of life. And so Paul's bringing about a conversation here with two women who obviously were arguing with each other and couldn't get along. And he's saying, these are godly women. These are women who have served alongside of me. I am pleading with them to set aside their differences and come together in the unity of Jesus Christ. But he not only pleads with them, but who else does he, he, he plead with? It says it in verse, just lost my plate. It says it in verse two, um, verse three, yes. And I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side for the cause of the gospel. So we see that he's also saying as a peacemaker, it's our place to come alongside of those people that are in the body, those believers that are in our church that are warring or, or have problems or there's dissension, it's our place to come alongside of them and help them see the truth of God's word. Not just take sides, not just try to let, convince the other person they're wrong and this person's right or any of these things. No, to convince them that they are unified in the body of Jesus Christ, to remind them of the peace that comes through Jesus Christ. Not just who's right or who's wrong, we are to come alongside of those people and address those things and help them work through those things. And that's part of what being a peacemaker looks like. You know, we also see in the scripture that God's showing us that, you know what, things in church aren't always gonna be perfect, are they? You know, we're gonna have disagreements sometimes. We're gonna have people angry and all of those things. Being a peacemaker is not at that point picking up your toys and your luggage and going to another church. That's not being a peacemaker. Being a peacemaker is not avoiding those people in the hallways or in the sanctuary. Being a peacemaker is not changing Sunday school classes. Being a peacemaker is not talking to others about how they need to see your way. That is not what being a peacemaker is. 
And if we see people that are not living that out in their lives, it's our job to come alongside of them and help bring about peace and remind them of who we are in Jesus Christ. Not to get wrapped up in all of the other things. Not to avoid one another. I think the worst thing that we can do, and that's what our culture tries to tell us, is if I don't agree with you, I don't have to talk to you. If I don't agree with you, I just cancel you out and you no longer exist. How many of us are quick to write people off in our lives? They've wronged us, they've hurt us, there's no justice to what they've done, I no longer have to see that person, I just move on to other things. No, but the Bible tells us to what? Love our enemies. The Bible tells us to not only love them, but to treat them as we would our own selves. To go the extra mile for that person. It doesn't mean that we avoid them and ignore them or act like nothing ever happened. No, we do everything within our power to fix the situation. And it doesn't always mean that the situation is going to be reconciled. It doesn't always mean that everything's going to be great and wonderful and all of those things because we did the right thing. Paul says, as much as possible, live in peace amongst one another. He doesn't say always live in peace with one another. He says as much as possible, live in peace with one another. So there are times that we're not always going to be able to find that place and be the peacemaker that we want to be and bring things together. But what God's word is telling us, don't let it be your fault if it's not. Don't you be the reason that stands in the way of reconciliation in a relationship with someone else. Don't you be the reason that things can't go in the right direction. Don't you be the one that avoids them in the hallway. Don't you be the one that leaves and goes to another church or changes small groups or sits across the, uh, in the sanctuary for them. Don't you be that person. For everything you are, you do everything you can to bring about peace in that relationship. And if you have two friends that can't get to that place, then you fall on your knees in behalf of them and intercede on their behalf and pray for them. Don't create more problems. Don't go to one side and the other and all of those things. You begin allowing God to change hearts and to do the work that God does in the lives of those people. Be a peacemaker amongst one another. Also, peacemakers make, peacemakers confront sin in hopes of fostering righteousness. Think about that. Peacemakers confront sin in hopes of fostering righteousness. Now, that doesn't sound very like a peacemaker, right? When we think of peacemakers, we think of people that are non-confrontational. We think of people that avoid confrontation. But no, Scripture's saying, no, as a peacemaker, you will confront sin. Matthew 18 is a great example of this. In Matthew 18, the Scripture tells us that we are to go to our brother when we, or sister when we see sin in their life, and we're to confront that sin. If they refuse to hear, if they refuse to change from that sin, then we are to go to, we are to take two or more so they are witnesses. And we all go to them and we confront their sin. If they still refuse to turn from their sin, if they still refuse to go toward righteousness, then we are to bring them before the church. And if they still refuse that, then we are to treat them. How? Does anybody know? As an unbeliever 
as a pagan. Now, does that mean we run from them and we reject them and they're no longer allowed to step in our building and all the things? Absolutely not. How should we treat an unbeliever? We chase them with the gospel. We pray for them. We seek every opportunity that we can to bring them to a reconciliation with God. We seek to be a peacemaker between them and God. We recognize that there may not be peace at this time within the harmony of, of each other and the body in that sense. So we then start seeking out reconciliation between them and God. We don't ignore those people. We don't reject those people. But we are to pull those people together. We are to confront the sin. A peacemaker does this. How many times in my life have I ignored sin in other people's life because I didn't want to be confrontational? Because I felt like the best way to keep peace was just to go on about it. And maybe God would work that out in their lives. And I'll just pray that God reveals that to them. But yet scripture is calling us in Matthew He's telling us, no, this is each other's place. This is my place as a brother to come to you and to point those things out. This is your place as a brother, as a sister to come to me and say, I see these areas in your life and I'm concerned about those things. And I wanna walk along with you. I want to be a part of bringing about peace in your own life. Because we all know what sin does in our lives. Sin destroys and it tears apart. Sin makes us miserable. And there is no peace when we're in sin as believers. We should desire to come alongside of people and confront that sin so that they can truly be in peace. We need to be peacemakers. Christ does this often. How many times do we see Christ when they would ask him a question about a situation and he would then turn it to where they were and their sin to bring them back to who he is? We see it all the time. Peace, um, if, you are, if you are not a peacemaker, look hard at your own relationship with Jesus Christ. Let's think about that for a moment. If you are not a peacemaker, Look hard at your own relationship with Jesus Christ. What am I saying? Because if we're not peacemakers, if people don't see that, then what does that scripture say? Blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called who? Children of God. And if you are not a peacemaker, you need to stop in your tracks and go, God, what is going on in my life with you? Why do I not desire to be a peacemaker? Why am I not desiring to reconcile people to you? Why am I not desiring to reconcile people with people? Why am I not desiring to be a peacemaker and confront sin in people's lives? Why am I okay with ignoring these aspects of life? We should take a hard look at ourselves in those moments. If we're creating dissension, and we're continuing to, to push dissension down the road amongst our friends or other people, if we're gossiping and all of those things, we need to stop and we need to look inward. And we need to say, Lord, help me to be a peacemaker so that people know me by who you are in my life, so that they know that I am a child of God. That's what a peacemaker is. 
That's what a peacemaker does. Are we peacemakers? I can't say honestly that every season of my life has been a peacemaker. There have been times in my life that I've created more problems than I helped, thinking that I was helping, thinking that I was fixing the problem. How many of us are fixers? Oh, I've got the answer, right? Oh, I can do this. Oh, if you'll just see it my way, if you'll see it this way, all of those things. And we, we end up, then we look around and now everybody's mad at us. Anybody ever been there? You know, we, we thought we were fixing it and now we're the, the common bond now is I don't like you. You know, and so that maybe we fix their relationship because now they're both mad at us. But if we're not careful, we become those people and we hinder people and their walks with God. We hinder people with, with reconciliation and we need to be called peacemakers. As we look at one another, we want others to look at us and see that we are peacemakers that we are not people to create division. Our world around us, a lost world around us, who do they see us as? Do they see us as peacemakers? Or do they see us as a bigger problem? Our world needs to see us as peacemakers. Not because we agree with them, not because we, we take secularism or any of those things and we just ignore it. No, because we speak truth and love. No, because we desire for you to live in what we know to be ultimate peace. I wish that I could say that racism will go away in our world, that murder would go away in our world, that adultery would go away in our world, that uh, you know, pedophiles would go away in our world, you name it, the worst sins, whatever it may be, all of those things. I wish I could say all of those things would go away in our world. And one day they will, because all of this will come to an end when Christ returns. But in the meantime, in the meantime, I recognize reality and it's a world that we live in, a broken world. And it's not that God doesn't see all of these things. Jesus lived in a broken world. It wasn't, that, it wasn't a thing that there wasn't sin in Jesus' time. Think about it. Jesus lived under a corrupt government, a government that overtook his people, a government that, that it was nothing for them. If they wanted, if you were a Jew and the Romans came through town, the soldiers, they could make you carry their, their uh, luggage or, or all their gear for a mile. Pilate was known for not only killing Jews, but mixing their blood with their sacrifices. I mean, Jesus lived in a corrupt, bad time. But we don't just see Jesus going and saying, go against the government, go against all of these things. Jesus never says those things. And it wasn't that Jesus was oblivious or that Jesus was ignoring it or Jesus just didn't see it. No, he lived in it. He recognized it. There was even a time when they came to Jesus and they said, hey, Pilate killed these Galileans and he mixed their blood with their sacrifice. What are you going to do about it? And Jesus turns it and he starts talking about, were those Galileans more sinful than someone else? No, Jesus is confronting the fact that he says, I recognize that we live in a broken world and bad things are going to happen to people. May we be peacemakers in the midst of bad things happening in a broken, fallen world. 
It wasn't a thing of, well, are they going to get justice? Is Pilate going to get the justice as he deserves? Are the Romans going to get the justice that they deserve? Jesus, remember who he came to be. They all wanted him to be this mighty king that was going to come in and wield the sword and kick the Romans out, right? But that's not who Jesus came to be. He came wielding a sword, but what was this sword? The truth of God's word. He came to reconcile people with God through his death, the ultimate injustice of our world. But yet God uses that injustice that took place on that cross so that we can be reconciled with him. Think about that for a moment. Christ was a peacemaker all the way to the cross. And there was no justice as we would think and see justice. Ultimately, there was justice because he defeats death and he lives again and he was resurrected on that third day. But not the kind of justice that we often want to see, not the things that we think it should be. And so as we live in a fallen world and we have governments come and go and all of those things, that is not our priority as believers. Our priority of believers is to share Jesus Christ with every person that we come in contact with and every opportunity that we get reconcile people to God and reconcile relationships to one another. I'm gonna meddle just for a second, but does your Facebook page show you to be a peacemaker? Do the things that I'm tweeting out, does it show me to be a peacemaker? Do the things that are on my text messaging show me to be a peacemaker? Man, that's an area when we start looking at it, we, there's so much dissension and so much trying to prove the other people wrong and us right. What would it look like when we stopped caring whether or not we were right and we just started pointing people to Jesus Christ? We spent a lot of time arguing over things. And these are things that are important. And I'm not negating those things. We need to stand against sex trafficking. We need to stand against racism. We need to stand against all of those things. But in the midst of standing against those things, be peacemakers. Be people who point people to Jesus Christ. Don't just try to be right about the argument. Don't just try to win over through being right. Because what good have I done that person if I win them to my side? Nothing. I've done nothing for that person if I have not shown them who Jesus Christ is. If I have not pointed them to Jesus Christ, they can agree with me on every issue and every topic and all of those things and yet they can still die and go to hell because they don't know Jesus Christ. Be peacemakers. Stand on righteousness, stand on God's truth. Reconcile people to who he is. Reconcile one another to each other and confront sin. Don't ever fall into that trap. And it's an easy trap to fall into of just wanting to be right. That's not what people see when they see God. That's not one of the Beatitudes. What the Beatitudes do for us is they take false religion and it exposes it. 
It takes people who say, well, I'm a believer in Jesus. I, I trust in Jesus. I believe that Jesus died on the cross and it exposes them because it shows them for who they are. There's no coincidence that the beatitude right before being a peacemaker is to be pure at heart. So when I'm pure at heart and my motives are in the right line and my motives are pure, then I can be a true peacemaker with those around me and a lost and fallen and broken world. And so when we read the Beatitudes, don't read it and just go, well, wouldn't that be great to be those people? No, be those people because you were called to be those people. And remember, that's how people know who you are. It's so interesting to me. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be known as children. For they, the, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be children called children of God. Think about that. Blessed are the peacemaker, for people will know who you are. Let's pray. Dear Father God, thank you so much for your word. Thank you, God, that you love us enough to share with us in this sermon that you preached of saying, this is who I am and this is who I call you to be. Lord, may we be those people. God, help us in every aspect of our lives to live out being who you are. For God, you are the ultimate peacemaker. You are the prince of peace. Lord, to understand peace is to know who you are. Lord, help us not to seek peace on this earth through materialism or through relationships or through other things, but God, help us to be the kind of peacemaker that you were. Lord, help us to seek your face every single day of our lives. Lord, I pray for those relationships that are in this room that are afraid. I pray for those relationships that are in this room that are broken. Lord, I pray that we will be peacemakers in those relationships. Lord, I pray that our Facebook page and our Instagrams and our Twitters and our text messaging and all of those things, our conversations with one another will show us as children of God, for we are peacemakers and the comments that we, that we like or the posts that we repost or whatever that may be. Lord, may we be peacemakers. Lord, help us to reconcile things in our own hearts with you. For God, we need your peace. Help us to stand against sin Help us to stand against the injustice of this world, but yet God help us to be peacemakers as we make those stands. Lord, help us not to be people that create dissension. Lord, forgive me of those times in my life when I have been that person and people could not see you in me because of the person that I was being in those moments. Forgive us as a church when we have not been that church to the world around us. May our city, may our state, may our nation, may our world know us for who you are. Lord, we love you, we praise your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray.
Amen. At this time, we're going to have a time of invitation. We're going to have uh, um, encouragers. They're going to be standing just to my left, to your right, down here at these doors. If you would like to make a, a profession of faith, if you would like to join our church, this is the time for you to do that. If you want to come to the altar, and maybe today you need to just lay those things Maybe there's some relationships in your life that you need to just say, God, help me today to be a peacemaker in, in this relationship. Whatever I need to do, Lord, show me that. Don't let me be the one that's in the way of bring reconciliation in that relationship. Maybe you need that time right where you are, right here at the altar. Whatever that looks like for you, come and be a part of that.